see. Uh, we have some listeners to thank for suggestions. I put a post up last week uh, when we released our... Fuck, what was it? Uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins, which was the first one of October, <laughs> and it looks like we've got five Mondays in October. Wait. No, it came out on the 10th. Never mind. Fuck. Whatever. We got three more Mondays left in October. Two, if you don't count today, so we're just going to do creepy shit. Uh, so I put a post up in the Facebook group asking if anyone had any mini episode ideas or requests. And um, we had a couple of people who suggested creepy shit, like Brendan Z. Smith. He said, since Halloween is coming up, you could do one on how Gigi Allen said that he was going to commit suicide on stage on Halloween, but then he was in jail. And then he continued making the threat each year but always ended up being in jail every year on Halloween. So he never did it. So I thought that that was a funny story. And well, I mean, you know, in its own way. And I looked it up to try and get more details, but mm-hmm. that was pretty much it was that he threatened to commit suicide and then he wasn't able to, cause he was in jail. So I was like, ah, well fuck. I can't really talk more about that than what it is oh. in that sentence. So today we are going with Johnny Radlin's, uh, I don't know if I said that right suggestion he said jimmy page and alistair crowley he also suggested he suggested a bunch of shit um so i'm assuming he's a new ish listener because some of the stuff we had we've already covered so he threw out beach boys and manson 27 club metal being blamed for violence robert johnson selling his soul like which those four we've pretty much done kind of i think those are all full episodes too um right so we are, we did it. Yeah, Robert we, Johnson was in the Twenty Seven Club. We already did the Twenty Seven Club. That is on our Patreon, by the way. Beach if, Boys if you're, too. yeah, we did the Beach Boys. Uh, I think we might have done a mini specifically on metal. On uh, well, the Beach Boys one. Didn't oh, we do I, no, I, we did a full episode on the Beach Boys in season one, I believe. Um, yeah, and then uh, another suggestion he said was Danny Carey's Sacred Geometry, which we did talk about Tool and Danny Carey, but it wasn't the Sacred Geometry, which is another is super interesting thing in itself. Um, he said Reznor recording in the Sharon Tate house, uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, and then Billy Corgan saw a shapeshifter, and he said, sorry if you've done some of these already, but his first one, Jimmy Page and Aleister Crowley, we have not covered. No, I actually, I, I've heard that name before, Jimmy Page. No, actually, uh, Al- 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 like, you bitch. <laughs> Alistair Crowley. I've heard the name before. I didn't know who he was, so I was, I was reading up on him a little bit. Yeah, he's um, like the Church of Satan guy. You want to give a brief uh, overview? Uh, is it? That No, that was the uh, the other dude. He's like, oh, who am I thinking of? You're you're thinking of uh, the, the Church of, well, the Church of Satan guy, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't that was I fucking remember his name. No, it's somebody else. Um, I know we talked oh, about it before. LeVay, Anton LeVay, LeVay. Anton LeVay, yes. That's the Church of Satan guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this guy's uh, somebody else. Yeah, you're A little right. bit before his time. Oh, my God. Yeah. They both start with A. Is this, huh? if I'm not mistaken, is this the same guy that Ozzy is talking about? Oh, yeah, Mr. Crowley. Mr. Crowley. This is him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I should actually go back and listen to those lyrics because ah, that's the only part it. of the song that I know is Mr. Crowley. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And I think some people get mad because I think you're supposed to say Crowley, but Crowley? fuck you. I don't care. I don't know. I'm going to say Crowley because that's what Ozzy said. Yeah, that's what Ozzy said. I I'm trust go him. With that. Well, Kathleen also said Loretta Lynn just passed away and she has some interesting stories in her life, but uh, we're going to skip that in favor of some Halloween stuff and we added her kind of to the list for full episodes so thank you guys for your suggestions um i 
don't know that I had any notes before we get into this, besides the fact that I saw Cassie's baby yesterday, and it was weird. He's only like three weeks old, and I I can only think of like one or two times in my life that I've ever held a baby. So I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm here to see Cassie, but also the baby, I guess. But like, the baby doesn't have anything fun to talk about, so like, I'm not really sure when we look at it. I mean... Do I... Was it noisy? Not really. Not well, that's good. That's When they get noisy, that's when it's... Like, that, that's obnoxious. He was pretty chill. Um, he was sleeping when I got there, and then he started making some noise, and so she picked him up, and then he fell asleep. He sits like a frog. It's kind of weird. I think he's just used to being all curled up. Bunched so up in a, like, in a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they had to cut him out because he had a big goddamn head. And she said her neighbor was like, oh, my God, he's got a full head of hair. Acid reflux. That's what she was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Hairier babies. We knew he was going to uh, be a hairy baby. Uh. And he he sure is. He has ear hair, like fur on the side of his ears. Anyways, Cassie says hi. And <laughs> let's go into this article. Jake, you can read it. Uh, I can. Should we tell oh, them should, who we yeah. are? Yeah, I guess we should do that. Yes, you guys are listening to Death by Music. Po- uh, music did it. Do that again. You are listening to Death by Music podcast. I am Jake. Of course, and sitting across from me is Alex, and as uh, you may have noticed, Cassie's not here due to baby Steve, so it's all his fault that she is not with us right now. I hope one day he listens to these and he's like, wow, everybody hates me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Steve, you're not that bad, but we actually don't know yet. So to, to be determined. I'm sure he'll be cool, because Cassie's cool, and I think she would raise a cool kid, so we'll see in 15 years, I guess. Uh, this is from rockcelebrities.net by Melek Nurpervan. This is the creepy story why Jimmy Page bought Aleister Crowley's house and left after a short time. Weird title. All right. The legendary guitarist Jimmy Page was widely considered to be one of the greatest and most influential guitarists of all time and mainly recognized as with his tenure with Led Zeppelin, uh, with whom he created an undeniable uh, son of a bitch. It's not your fault. It's a really long paragraph. <laughs> all right. Yes. With whom? With whom he created an undeniable legacy that left his mark in rock and roll history, according to both fans and music critics. That was... That was the longest sentence I've that ever was, seen. That whole sentence was the paragraph. I hope that this <laughs> I hope this article doesn't read the rest of the way Yeah, like that. However, Jimmy Page isn't only known for his successful music career among his fans, since he's a one-of-a-kind person with interesting tastes when it comes to his real estate. In 1972, Page bought a late Victorian townhouse in the Holland Park district of Kensington and Chelsea, London, named the Tower the Tower House. Uh, later, the iconic guitarist owned the Mill House from 1980 to 2004, at which uh, Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham passed away in 1980. And we we have an episode on him. Yeah, somewhere. you weren't on it, but you I, will be. No, I, yes, at some point. That was uh, that was season one too. All right, what it was season one. Also, also. <laughs> uh, being interested in distinctive architectured houses from different areas with fascinating stories, Jimmy Page has a stroke of bad luck with one of his uh, purchases when he owned the infamous Bullskin House, which was a former residence of uh, occultist Alistair Crowley, to whom Page had a huge admiration. Is did you listen to the last podcast on the last podcast on the left? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the title of that one? The last podcast on the last podcast on the left. <laughs> I was like, that seems too long. <laughs> oh no, this author's rubbing off on me. Yeah. Um, they had an episode about, or like a series on Aleister Crowley. 
I did not hear. I actually haven't listened to them in a while. Anyways. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of pooping involved. Good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah, it's not good to hold that in. Uh, However, the series of paranormal events that occurred in and surrounding the house led to getting rid of the house altogether. As some of you might know, Aleister Crowley is both a respected and notorious occultist, ceremonial magician, and writer who gained an extensive reputation during his lifetime, mostly due to being a recreational drug experimenter. Woo! And an openly spoken bisexual who talked about notions such as genders and sexuality and an individualist social critic. It was butt sex. That's what it was. He was doing a lot of butt sex, which does involve poop. It can. You got a little too loose there. I knew I I knew I knew something about him. And it, it was that he was doing it in the butt. Hmm. There's no doubt that Crowley is a significant figure that has been the subject of various biographies and academic studies, which is one of the biggest reasons why Jimmy Page was fascinated by him in the first place. Page met Crowley at the age of 15 when he read Aleister Crowley's Magic in Theory and Practice, which was an epiphany to the little page, especially for his interest in the occult. Later in his life, Led Zeppelin... <laughs> Later in his life, Led Zeppelin guitarist has always praised Aleister Crowley, and even during an interview back in 1978, Page stated that Crowley was a misunderstood genius who provided the ultimate liberation to person as well as having a high level of comprehension. However, he was misunderstood at that time period. So you must have met him in the 60s, 50s? Holy shit. Yeah, Aleister Crowley was born in 1875. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Page was born in 1944. He's one of them boomers. Damn. Who? Jimmy Page? He's a little bit older than a boomer, isn't he? 45? Boomers. That's pretty much post-war. Not really. That is war. He was born in 44. Oh, I thought you said he was 45. Boomer. Well, that's close enough. Ah, he is not a boomer. According to Beresford Research, baby boomers are anyone born between 1946 and 1964. Okay, so what's the generation before that? That's the pre-boomers. Ah. Uh, they didn't have oh, generations shit. before that. A post-war. He's post-war. <laughs> so they're called World War II post-war boomers one, which is 1946 to 1954. Boomers 2 is 1955 to 1964, and then X is 65 to 80. So there's two generations of boomers. That's why there's so goddamn many of them out there. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, boomers, for your uh, for listening to our show. Yes, Paige said this about Crowley. I feel Aleister Crowley is a misunderstood genius of the 20th century, as we just mentioned. It is because his whole thing was that liberation of the person, of the entity, and that restrictions would foul you up, lead to frustration, which leads to violence, crime, mental breakdown, depending on what sort of makeup you have underneath. The further this age we're in now gets into technology and alienation, a lot of the points he's made seem to manifest themselves all down the line. I'm not saying it's a system for anybody to follow. I don't agree with everything, but I find a lot of it relevant, and it's those things that people attracted to that people attacked him on. So he was misunderstood. I'm not trying to interest anyone in Aleister Crowley any more than I am in Charles Dickens. All it was was that at a particular time, he was expounding a theory of self-liberation, which is something that is so important. He was like an eye to the world into the forthcoming situation. All the fascination and admiration resulted in Jimmy Page becoming a collector of Crowley memorabilia as a person 
who had read a lot of Crowley and was fascinated by his ideas throughout his whole life. Uh, while his old books and personal equipment may come to his fans' uh, minds when collecting belongings, however, Page made a bigger move and actually bought his haunted house named Bolskin House. The infamous Bolskin House, which was located in the southeast side of Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands, uh, has countless horror stories surrounding the area, from having a devious local wizard raising the dead in the Bolskin graveyard to having fires due to paranormal entities in the area. However, the mansion was a cozy home for Aleister Crowley for 14 years, at least a cozy home to work on his magic. From 1899 to 1913, Crowley became infamous for stories of conducting black magic and various other rituals while residing at the house, which contributed to the horror stories surrounding the house for the next owners of the house. Now, that I find that interesting that he was allowed to do that, like the the church or somebody from the government just didn't come in and charge him with blasphemy yeah. or something like that and put him in prison. Well, I guess it depends on what the laws were in the area at the time. I mean, it is I kind guess. of interesting that he people didn't try to and maybe they did and it's just him. but yeah. I mean, if you're I wonder if you're allowed to like practice whatever the fuck you want on inside of your home on your property, like who's going to as long as you're maybe, not Well, maybe if nobody knew at the time yeah, it could have been a bunch of rumors and shit. I don't know. Hmm. I want to know more about... I mean, I listened to a whole fucking podcast on him, but I don't remember like any of it, <laughs> except for the butt stuff. Um, let me see. I'm reading his Wikipedia page right now. Told his followers, Do what thou wilt, and seek to align yourselves with your true will through the practice of magic. Yeah, I mean, this is like normal stuff now. It like, is. You it, are it your just own seems god, like... just fucking do your own thing just seems like a lot of heresy going on there uh not surprisingly the next owner of bullskin house was none other than jimmy page himself who purchased the house in 1970 out of his admiration to crowley in addition to feeling it would be a good atmosphere in which to write songs mm -hmm. however page left the house to his friend malcolm dent uh, to take care of after arranging for the house to be restored and spending little time at bullskin Despite being skeptical about the whole paranormal stories, Dent soon started to experience strange occurrences in the house with odd rumblings from the hallway, uh, which stopped when he investigated but resumed after he closed the bedroom door. Hmm. That would freak me the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, Dent also revealed that one night he woke up to hear what sounded like a wild animal snorting and banging outside his bedroom door. However, he couldn't open the door until morning, and there was nothing there once he had the courage to open it. Um, I don't know if that happened to me, I would, uh, if I couldn't open my bedroom door and I heard some shit outside, I'd be jumping out a fucking window. I mean, did he not have windows there? Well, he had at I least mean, two according do? to that picture. You just fucking go back to sleep? Like, do you just let it happen <laughs> or do you wake up for real in the morning, open your door and say, huh, that must have been a dream? You know, I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't just be like, oh well, I guess I can't open my door right now. I'll just, I'll just lay back down read in bed. My book, you know, like <laughs> what the fuck. During the time he spent in the Bullskin House, Dent stated that the house had something that was pure evil, with other incidents such as chairs switching places, doors slamming open and closed for no reason, and carpets and rugs rolling up inexplicably, hmm. which ultimately convincing which ultimately convinced Jimmy Page's friends to leave friend to leave the house and Page himself to sell the house as well. I don't know. I would I don't think I would sell it. I, because I don't believe that shit happened <laughs> mostly, but 
You could, like keep it and restore it and then just have it as a Yeah, a you can make thing money on that shit. Yeah, sell tickets Idiots. to spend the night there and see yeah. ghosts. Yeah, I would sell that shit to ghost hunters for sure. Um, but I don't believe him that that stuff was happening, which is, you know, I feel like there's an explanation for everything. And I think we've talked about it on this show before because I don't fucking believe in ghosts at all or like evil shit. This dude was not evil. He was just practicing occult stuff. You know, he wasn't like yeah, he wasn't specifically, at least according to what we've this little bit that we know about him now, he wasn't like doing satanic stuff. I mean, but if satanic he's a- is not even evil i don't know it's just like that does to me doesn't add up he's an occultist and he's practicing magic sure but i'm pretty sure he wasn't practicing black magic which would be evil magic you know right he was doing he was more of a mystic and trying to like reach a higher plane that's like the same shit that monks do when they're meditating and whatever so he's just using it as a way to find his truer self he's not doing yeah he's he's just doing his own thing yeah but to certain people like like satanism is evil and it's like it's not evil it's just about not worshiping god it's about worshiping yourself it's not they're they don't believe in satan satan's not fucking real so you can't be evil because it's not evil. It's just about you. And that's not evil. And neither is butt fucking. And neither is fucking drinking or doing drugs. They said he liked to do drugs. That doesn't make you evil. It just means you do drugs. It's like a neutral whatever. Who fucking cares? He's not doing evil. He wasn't like murdering children. That's evil. No, well, yeah. You know, he but- wasn't doing that. He was just doing some fucking spells and making potions and lighting fires. Like what the, f- that's normal shit to do. I-, I think a lot of people were probably doing drugs back then. Opium, cocaine, you know, shit like that before it all yeah. became illegal. Okay. So here's uh, something on Wikipedia about Aleister Crowley. Both during his life and after it, Crowley has widely been described as a Satanist, usually by detractors. Crowley stated that he did not consider himself a Satanist, nor did he worship Satan. He did not accept the Christian worldview in which Satan was believed to exist. He nevertheless used Satanic imagery, for instance, describing himself as the Beast 666 and referring to the horror of Babylon in his work. Well, later in life, he sent anti-Christmas cards to his friends. Oh, I love this guy. <laughs> in his writings, Crowley occasionally identified Iwas as Satan and designated him as our Lord God, the devil at one occasion. But like, see, he's just being a fucking troll. Uh, yeah, like, he, that's what it sounds like to me. He's just trolling everybody, especially, you know, back then, anything that wasn't Christian basically was <laughs> the work of Satan. And you were a Satanist. Exactly. Basically. So Crowley nevertheless expressed strong anti-Christian sentiment, stating that he hated Christianity as socialists hate soap. An animosity probably stemming from his experience among the Plymouth Brethren. He never he was nevertheless influenced by the King James Bible, especially the book of Revelation. Uh blah blah blah. He was also accused of advocating human sacrifice largely because of a passage in Book Four in which he stated that a male child of perfect innocence and high intelligence is the most satisfactory victim. And then added that he sacrificed about 150 every year. This was a tongue-in-cheek <laughs> reference to ejaculation, something not realized by his critics. Damn, he only drinks off. 150. That's it. That's those numbers. You better get those numbers up, brother. You need to start drinking off more. Got to keep your that's prostate health hilarious. up there. You know, it's funny though because like people will look at this and say like, "Oh, human sacrifice! Oh my God, evil!" And it's like the 
fucking Bible literally, like, didn't God take every firstborn son? And that's not evil? What the fuck? Like, the standards are just way off. So it's just some fucking weirdo who wants to butt fucking, you know, like, do drugs and, like I said, light fires. That is not, and write books. That's not evil. And your carpet's rolling up in your house. Woo. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> like, thanks. Can you Makes take it, it outside? Makes it easier to, to clean the floor, honestly. Yeah. Can you take it outside and beat the dirt out of it for yeah. me, too? Thank you. You need to make friends with the ghosts, man. Stop fucking to being scared you. of them. There was probably a weird animal that got into the house, and the ghost was like, brother, stay in your room. I'll get it out. I'll let you out in the morning. You know, like, I don't know. This shit's not scary. And like, if if there's something evil and sinister going on and all they do is like move your kitchen chairs around, like, whoa, you fucking got me. Shit. <laughs> like, what? That Honestly, that would piss me off if they removed my stuff around because I, I know where I put my stuff down. And when people mess with it, it's like, I specifically remember putting this here and now it's not here. Why is it not here? Do I that do would that? just get aggravating. No, no, you... I generally leave your shit where it is, unless I'm cleaning. Uh, I yeah, generally yeah. kind of just put it back where it's supposed to go. I think. If it's, yeah, yeah. But no, then, it's know, just like it's place. just like people that come over and they like move all your stuff around. It's like, please stop. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's like, uh, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> well, anyways, that's a, an interesting story, Alistair Crowley and Jimmy Page. I mean, Jimmy Page is kind of a bitch if he thought that stuff was evil. He should have been like, it's the ghost <laughs> of Alistair Crowley trying to help me write a fucking song. Don't sell the house. You liked the guy. That's pretty cool that he's coming to hang out and visit. Kind of if it were real. But I'm pretty sure the guy who lived in the house was just bullshitting. If he didn't know that story about the house, I wonder if he would have said the same shit happened. Right. You know, like, I think that people hear these things. Like, if you go into a place, every time I was in the ghost hunting club and we would, like, go somewhere um, that was haunted you would do the tour first and during the tour they would give you all of the information you need like yeah. don't tell me shit about this place how about that let us come in spend the night and then in the morning we'll tell you what happened and then you can be like oh well that's funny that you saw a child playing with a ball in that room because that's where the daughter was murdered you know like you tell me after the fact don't tell me beforehand so that i can construct some fake right. bullshit yeah, in yeah, my yeah. head yeah yeah because that's what everybody would do. They would be like, oh, well, you know, we're in a mental hospital and this is the children's ward. And then people would come out of the children's ward, you know, the next morning and be like, I heard children crying. And it's like, yeah, fucking fuck you. Uh, you wouldn't have to tell me anything. You just. It, yeah, don't tell it, me shit. Let it, me tell if, you if what I If I went I in there, I would just creep myself out. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, smelled, I, mean, I smelled ass. Yeah, no, those. It could have been my ass. Those, uh. Those psychiatric hospitals, whenever I watch episodes of stuff like that, they're just generally <sighs> creepy anyways. Like I, it, it's the stuff that's in the hospitals to me. Because I've been in a few like that are the abandoned ones and they have like the stretchers and you yeah. know, like like straight jackets and weird like medical stuff. And that freaks me out anyways because everybody hates the dentist. I mean, and they got all these trays <laughs> with all these instruments and devices on them. Nobody wants to look at that, especially if it's covered in dust and then you like imagine it being stuck into your brain and like lobotomy. And yeah, that would, I don't know. That would make it more creepy. Um, so I, I was looking up pictures of the house cause I was mm -hmm. interested and it turns out it burnt down in uh, 2015. What? 
I don't know if it's been rebuilt yet. Yet I'm looking at these pictures, and yeah, they had a fire rip through it, and it's it's kind of there's no roof on it. Huh. It's a little overgrown on the inside. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, I wonder if anybody's bought it you or know, tried to restore it or something. I wonder what happened with the fire. Was it some fucking occultists that went there and were trying <laughs> to do some rituals and burnt that shit down? It's a bad electrical outlet. No, I don't know. Let me There's see. no way they had electricity out there. Let's see. The group said that the fires were started deliberately. Uh, here's one thing. This is pretty early on after it burned down. It says, Detective Inspector Eddie Ross said our inquiries are at an early stage, although our initial assessment is that the fire was started deliberately. It suffered significant fire damage in December 2015 and again in July 2019. What the fuck? The house is now being restored. Uh, construction work has started as of December 2019. So, all right, somebody is trying to restore it. The Dutch owner's daughter and partner are understood to have gone shopping and returned to find it on fire. No one w was injured. Uh, the current owner who lives near Amsterdam did not wish to speak about the blaze, but was understood to be totally distraught. Yeah, as they said in uh, after the first fire, it's unlikely that it will ever be rebuilt unless there's someone out there with an interest in the occult wanting to spend a lot of money. Uh Asked if there had been any strange incidents while she was living there. Mrs. McGillivray said, not one. I am a non-believer and didn't listen to all that rubbish. We had a great time there. My late husband and I had wonderful parties. It's sad as we put a lot of our life into that house. Yeah, so we went Alistair Crowley, Jimmy Page, and then this particular family, McGillivray. And they don't believe in the occult or Satan or like any of this shit. They're just, I guess totally atheist or whatever and moved in and she said she didn't experience shit which is what i thought yeah but when these people are like Ooh, yeah i experienced some crazy shit and like we also don't know the dude who was staying in the house that was jimmy page's friend like what was he doing what was, was he, he on? nuts like what kind of <laughs> fucked up shit was he because we know that zeppelin was like on drugs yeah so i truly don't i think he's full of shit anyways interesting story Oh, Paige actually owned it for quite a while, 1970 to 1992. All right. Well, thank you for the suggestions. Uh, that one was, like I said, from Johnny. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Send us suggestions. You can do so on our Facebook page. Also, like we came out with our mini episode last Monday where we said if a couple of you could join our Facebook group to get us to 100, that would be cool. One person did it on the day that the episode came out. So thank you to that person. I'm sorry. I don't know who it was. It just told me somebody else liked our page. But uh, if you can go find us on Facebook, join a little group, Death by Music Podcast fans. You can find us on Instagram. Send us an email. We got a t-shirt ordered today from a homie named uh, Kiera. So check your inbox because you got an invoice to pay you owe us money <laughs> you might have paid it by the time this episode comes out i don't know but anyways thank you for ordering a t-shirt you guys can do so on our website deathbymusicpodcast.com i think is i don't know actually you'll find it search the internet you're good at it we believe in you rest in peace later Music by Demons, at Demons Band on Instagram. Artwork by Mike Johnson. Writing and production by Cassie Gardner, Alex Motler, and Jake.